and welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> God save our wrestling. Long live our wrestling. God save wrestling. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Phil James and Adam Nicholas from What Culture to discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week and preview AEW Double or Nothing, where Anthony Agogo is going to crush that American idiot, Cody Rhodes. A very patriotic episode of Wrestle Culture today. Britain versus America. Please, Americans, don't don't unsubscribe. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a money quiz, of course, on wrestling culture. As I said, though, joined by Phil and Nicholas. Busy all week this week, lads. Uh, Double or nothing, of course, on Sunday night, SmackDown and Dynamite tonight. But uh, Adam Nicholas, you'll be doing the live stream on Sunday with Ben Roy for Double or Nothing. How are you feeling ahead of the pay-per-view? Very good. I'm feeling just me personally or or about the pay-per-view? What what, what do you want to know? What what would you like to know, Adam? Um, Well, first of all, I'd like to state that, and I can't possibly speak for Phil here as well, but I can have a good guess that I feel like he's going to feel the same. I think you're the only patriotic person on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I was thinking I'm, the exact I'm, same thing. <laughs> I, I'm all for I'm all for Anthony Agogo. Don't get me wrong; he's 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 absolutely great. But you can keep your patriotism. You can have it. You can do it all with your flags, Wilborn. You can do the lot. That is all you, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Phil. Um... <laughs> it's been a mad old week. Firings in WWE today. The news about a partnership with New Japan and WWE, and and now, yeah, double or nothing on the horizon. How are you feeling, mate? How are the chickens too? Chickens are good. I thought you were just going to go into talking about Eurovision to get your patriotism back on again. Oh! <laughs> not you as well, Phil. Come on. <laughs> I no, I am not patriotic at all. Chickens are fine though. Still in the still in their cage. Still chickening. Got four eggs out of them the other day. Oh. Well. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, but yeah, wrestling's good too. <laughs> yes. Uh, quick, quick word on Eurovision, Nicholas. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, Eurovision was, of course, last weekend, one of the greatest mm-hmm. events in the calendar. And uh, I'd just like to point out, uh, just before you start this, I've been very well behaved this year. I, I don't personally watch it. I don't necessarily like it. But I like that you like it. I like that everybody else is having a good time watching it. I genuinely was enjoying watching people enjoy it. Mm. But I just didn't want to watch it myself. That's absolutely fair enough. Uh, some people take it further than others, particularly myself and Phil Chambers, who are going to watch the Icelandic entry when he comes to Newcastle next year. Hey, Phil. Pigs! <laughs> Planning, like, almost a year and a half in advance for this, but the world's opening up at some point and we're going to go watch a man dance in a jumper. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I like the energy, guys. I'm <laughs> like, I love this, like, Nicholas and Hamlet going to all these fun gigs and seeing these great progressive new artists. And I said to Phil, just like you now, Phil, me going to watch the Icelandic entry in uh, Newcastle Students' Union next year will be the first gig that I've been to since the Spice Girls at Stadium of Light. So, <laughs> so it seems rather fitting in that you'd be on the other side of the river this time, mm. trying your hand at something possibly better. I don't Indeed. know. I don't know. I, I couldn't possibly stay it. Eurovision sounds like it was a hoot, though. It sounds like it was good for us. No gimmick this. Daddy Freya is is one of the best musicians <laughs> I've listened to this year, Phil. 
they are genuinely great. Some of the best music videos you can find out there as well. And yeah. definitely yeah. some of the best dance moves. Oh yeah. Look, you have a, you two have a have a nice time. I, I'm, 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 I like that you're enjoying yourselves. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Double Nothing, shall we? It's this weekend, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Ben Roy and Nicholas doing the live stream Sunday night. Do join them for that. A stacked card. We will conclude uh, our chat about this with Stadium Stampede 2, which I can't quite believe is happening. But Nicholas, what match other than Stadium Stampede are you most looking forward to? Tell you which match... I mean, there's, there's lots to pick from on this card, which is always seems to be the case for the AEW. And then mm. on the night, I feel like recently it feels like the matches you've anticipated the most maybe haven't landed as big as you wanted them to or as exactly as people were expecting. The one I think I'm most intrigued about, purely because it feels like a formality, but I don't care because I really, really want to see it, uh, is Britt Baker and Kara Shida mm. is the match. I'm just, the time is right, isn't it? It's It's time. It's time she's ready. Britt Baker deserves to be the champ. She should be the champ. But also, based on all of the like the evidence prior to this, the match is going to absolutely rock, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It, it feels very sort of a foregone conclusion, Phil. But nevertheless, a year as champion, Ikara Shida has, has done great with what they've given her. But it's now time to Brit, for Britt Baker to take over, you reckon? Yeah, totally. Uh, this Hill one has been absolutely fantastic. She's been the best on the show so many times. Hmm. Um, and yeah, very excited to see what they do with this. But it's just such a ridiculously stacked card. It's going to be really good fun. I mean, you can't like Kenny Omega, anytime Kenny Omega and Pat get in the same ring and then throwing Orange Cassidy into this mix as well. You cannot go wrong. Um, and then just I'm intrigued by Miro versus Lance Archer as well, because it's like it's the First time since Miro's properly been what we kind of wanted him to be yeah. in, since he joined AEW, and he's going up against a guy like Lance Archer. You like you just think that's just going to be two guys beating the crap out of each other, and it's going to be really bloody good fun. I will caveat that, Phil, of course, with tonight Miro defends the title against Dante Martin. So maybe uh, it might not happen then. He could drop it, but I, I, <laughs> what I a swerve. I sincerely doubt that. Yeah, I think I think they've worked wonders over the last few weeks and months uh, with Miro from when he first came in to, to now, it's it's night and day really, isn't it? You mentioned Kenny Omega there, Phil. Is there any chance he drops the title in a, in a three-way to, to Cassidy no. and Pat? He doesn't have to be pinned, don't forget. That's the old... No, no, move on. <laughs> you mean you mean Orange Cassidy isn't walking out as the champion this weekend, Phil? Is that what you're telling me? Hey, I've been wrong before and I'm ready to be proved wrong again. <laughs> yeah, but no. <laughs> I do think it, that match is obviously less uh, about the conclusion to it, Nicholas, and more about the spots we're going to get in there because triple threats can go many different ways. We obviously saw that mad, just three big blokes kicking the crap out of each other at WrestleMania Backlash. But this, it's uh, a intriguing dynamic, let's say, between the three gentlemen. I think to quote our colleague, Michael Sidgwick, I feel like the performers in the ring could produce performances that are slightly more deft than the large gentlemen who were smashing each other at Backlash. <laughs> Not to say, by the way, that they didn't produce some excellent stuff because Braun Strowman jumping off the apron on the outside was mad enough in itself. Um, but yeah, this is going to be amazing, isn't it? I mean, you've got to have faith in... You'd have faith if it was any of these just two parents, so like mm. Pac versus Cassidy, Pac versus Kenny Omega, any of them, literally any combination of this works for me. Um, and I just think the three of them are going to 
put on a massive, massive winner. My brain's trying to like figure out how many like, triple threats we've had in the men's division and like the top end for like a big card. And I'm drawing a blank. Have we had many? I don't think so. Uh, obviously, we've seen, many off the top of my head. we've seen a lot of triple threats across the board recently. Hmm. Uh, but but in AEW, uh, not to my knowledge, uh, uh, especially around the title picture. I can't think of a single one, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, so we've got, well, got a great kickoff match, to be fair. Serena D versus Rio is, is quite unpredictable as well. You sent Serena oh, D yeah. retains there, but a hell of a match to put in, in terms of like selling people and buying the pay-per-view. I think generally you'd assume, well, actually, I don't know, Miro Lance Archer, Phil, who who actually leaves with the title there? Because I've spoken to, to, to Andy and to Sidge and they can't make up their minds. It's, yeah, it's difficult because they're throwing Lance Archer into this so quickly, but I think like Miro needs to, and it'll just be like the first big thing that he has to overcome in this title run. He's, mm. he's got the shorts. You can't buy those shorts and then waste it for just like a month long run. <laughs> think of the shorts. <laughs> but I'm just looking at the like title matches, you know, we, we sense there's going to be a title change in the women's matches, you said. Very hard to call that tag match for me, Nicholas. I think I'm leaning towards. And Eddie Kingston, not 100%, maybe not costing them the match, but being the catalyst in them, not unfortunately not taking the titles away from the Young Bucks. But you could see Mick Moxley and Kingston becoming tag team champions. I mean, they took their bloody shoes at the end of the day, eh? I mean, they have got their shoes, so they're already halfway there to winning, I think, in my opinion. But, I mean, I would love to see this. I would love, like, Moxley and Eddie Kingston together are just so watchable in anything to do. Not to say the Young Bucks haven't been since they've gone heel, I should point out. They've done some great work as well. But I would want to see them win, but I have a sneaky suspicion I'm with you on this one. I think maybe the Young Bucks retain through means and ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, Phil, we well, I sang the, uh, the national anthem there. You can know where my uh, allegiances <laughs> lie in that match. Oh, that but was. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, Anthony Agogo. Flag shagging aside, it's <laughs> very intriguing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's going to be good fun, this one. Um, they've obviously got high hopes for Antonio Gogo going forwards, and he's uh, you can't beat that punch. If he gets you, you're done. So you've got to end it with that. So it's, you've surely got to put Antonio Gogo over. Like, it's not going to hurt Cody Rhodes losing this one, is it? But then also, America loses. So... <laughs> That's a huge spanner <laughs> in the works because it's in America. <laughs> I know who's winning this. Really if Vince McMahon was booking it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> but it will be great as well to have, what is it, five and a half thousand fans in attendance, Nicholas? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's going to add to it hugely. Be interesting to see, though, what the response is going to be because obviously, a Gogo has gone all in on, like, if you pardon the pun, on being like Mr. Britain, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, it tends not to go down well uh, in America. That does it. Like, <laughs> no matter where you're from, if just just from anywhere that isn't America, basically, <laughs> you tend it tends not to go down well. Um, so it will be interesting to see. But I feel like this could be huge for a Gogo because we we've all been enjoying the promos. We've all been enjoying like how lethal they've made that punch of his. And I love that it's a it's a punch to the stomach as well to the gut. That's mm. something really clever about that because yeah. it so, could so easily have been just knock him out under the jaw. But he's hit you so hard in the stomach that you're crippled, that you can't move. I think that's amazing. Um, I want to see him win this. But I remember very specifically 
when I wanted to see Lance Archart win the TNT Championship against Cody Rhodes. I remember that. I remember mm. it well. And here we are. What happened in that match? It did not go down the way we thought it was going to <laughs> because they made a belt for Cody. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, I mean, it's not like I had a huge knock-on effect. It's only like Lance might end up losing again and to, uh, I was going to call him Rusev there, to Miro. So at least there wasn't any lasting effects there, was there? That's good. No, I'm 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 only joking, of course. I think uh, I think it'd be interesting to see. I hope I hope they go with the go go, and I feel like Cody's smart enough to put him over. You I want him to be. Know. I'd like I'd like him to be. Please be. <laughs> the fact that you said, "Well, you'll know what happened there," and my brain went, "Mike Tyson was yawning." That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I vivid memory from that. <laughs> Mike Tyson was literally yawning. Oh, God. And they put the camera on him as well, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, that was not great at the time. Maybe um, Mike Tyson returns, helps Cody win, and then we get Anthony Agogo versus Mike Tyson. Oh, look at you <laughs> with your little booger's hat on. I like it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I also love the fact that, you know, presumably, you know, a lot of Americans, this sort of stereotype is like, oh, my God, have you met the Queen? And he, he probably has as an Olympian. So he... he... <laughs> I hate that. that so much. I hate it so much, so much, because <laughs> it is. That's what. Anytime you see like a show where it's like um, Americans say they're traveling to the UK and they're getting a tour from someone, the people who are giving them these tours are exactly the stereotype that they think. Oh, come to England, have crumpets and tea, and here's the Queen and all this stuff. The and Queen like, is for tourists. The Queen isn't for us. The Queen is not for <laughs> us, is she? Like, in more ways than one, I imagine. <laughs> but. What I will say is, is that they're having a nice time, Phil. And that, again, yeah. that's all that matters. Eh? That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> One of the really intriguing things about this uh, this show is the Casino Battle Royal uh, AW World Championship uh, match or future AW World Championship match on the line here. And the big question mark yet again, even though this time AW, sorry, haven't uh, hyped it up too much, is who the Joker, who the mystery entrant is going to be. I'd love to know your picks for this. Bill, let's start with you. Andrade. Oh, American Dream, go. Carney. He's been, he's been on uh, social media and stuff. He's been calling out Kenny. He's got the AAA link to the title over there as well. There's loads of stuff you could do in there. And just as a match, boy, howdy, that would be incredible. And as a massive F you to WWE, it'd be even better. Um, so yeah, Andrade, and I'm going to be disappointed if it's anyone less. <laughs> it's not Brian, really. is it, Nicholas? Is it? You never know. I think the one thing, you can never say never, admittedly. It would, it would feel like a weird move. I feel like that would be a nuclear move from Brian at this point. Like, as a man who has said he would like to work with WWE in a different way, that's definitely one way of doing it. <laughs> um, although I do think that I do think that maybe that is more tied to the little conversations we've heard about WWE talking with New Japan as mm-hmm. opposed to WWE just being like, yeah, cool, go and uh, come back here after you've been to AEW and stole the show at double or nothing. I can't see that being the case, which is why my pick is definitely going to be John Cena because <laughs> um, he is a man who already apparently has nuclear heat after the whole thing that happened with him. So why not go, all right, then you want to you give me nuclear heat? I'm off to AEW and I'm going to go and squash everyone in this. Imagine, oh, it would be, it would be worth it. It would be worth the price of admission alone just to watch John Cena 
F you and everybody or A and everybody in that ring to victory. And his oh, first my God. Oh, God. That would be quite something. In all seriousness, though, I'm with Phil. I want it to be Andrade. I love Andrade, and I think he's a good fit. But I don't want him to be an AW-only superstar. Mm. I want him to be able to freely move between Yeah, places. yeah. The thing is, I look at that and go, well, obviously, Christian Cage is winning this. So you have to bring... Well, that's what I think anyway. So you mm-hmm. have to try and bring someone in to be the Joker for people to be like, oh, but then also they can lose. And you're not like, well, they're ruined straight away. So I'm just going to parrot a take that one Andy Murray gave me earlier on this week. And that is, in his words, well, it's Paul. Paul White, <laughs> the big show, who can be, uh, a, you know, an exciting reveal as number 21, but also can, well, if they can get him over the top rope, can get thrown out and not really lose anything. What do you reckon, Phil? Yeah, I'd be down with that. They definitely aren't hyping it that much this time, but maybe they've just learned from their past mistakes. <laughs> um, and as Nicholas was just um, miming there, you could put him in against Anthony Agogo at some point and do punch versus punch. <laughs> exactly. And have Big Show lose. <laughs> or no, have a go-go lose. He goes down. The, the Olympic boxer goes down to the, the weapon of mass destruction. I mean... If that was Vince again, that's what we'll be watching, I think, at this point. Because he's so big. But I guess he's, what is he now? Is, is he just Paul White? Or would he have a, would be rebranded? Because he was, so like, well, you could have the the large event. <laughs> <laughs> could he be the large event? Is that what we call him? I don't know. I think, that's, fun, I think that's very much what is he doing in the impact zone. If yeah, it's, if it's definitely. Large event. <laughs> definitely. <clears throat> but just to cover our, cover ourselves off, I'll say Brock, and then that, that'll that'll. Oh, cool. Well, then, hang on. Uh, did you? I've got one last name on the bingo. CM Punk. Anybody got CM Punk? Right, <laughs> I didn't cool. even CM Punk. No mention of him this time. When I was you like, know what oh, it is? At this point, he can never wrestle again. He can never wrestle again because it's never going to be it now. Like it, it's so ridiculous how many times he's been the name. I just no. <laughs> We are going to go into more detail, myself and Michael Sidgwick, in terms of previewing the entire card in a podcast that will come out tomorrow. But we'll conclude our discussion of Double or Nothing now, Adam Nicholas, by talking about, well, I think it's been confirmed, actually, as the main event. That is Stadium Stampede to the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. If the Inner Circle lose, they must disband as a team forever. And up until, again, I spoke to Andy Murray this week, I thought, well, obviously, Inner Circle win. And we roll on to bloodier and gutsier too, whatever it may be. Oh. But it could it be the end of the inner circle on Sunday? What were you anticipating with this? I think it should be. I, I personally, I think it should have been after blood and guts for my money, because uh, it felt like that was a big deal. It felt like the blood and guts felt like. I mean, yes, I know people weren't super into the finish uh, because of the camera angles more than anything else. I would say, mm. um, but. That should have been it. They should have saw that. I wasn't a fan when they turned straight back up, and I felt like, I felt like the cameraman catching Jericho hiding in the back of the car. <laughs> so you like tweet and went, "Oh yeah, was, there he is." Well, that was that was like the perfect thing that could have happened. It just remind everyone that this they haven't even been away for five minutes, and like it was so not well handled in my opinion that we could even see him through through the car. Do you know, what I, I don't know. I just feel like they would have benefited from them going away and disappearing. But I think I've. It's not rare, this. I do like a bit of comedy in my wrestling, but I think I'm with Andy Murray on this one where I feel like this needs to be like 
if whoever's getting ended needs to get ended in a big old way, and it's not going to be the pinnacle, is it? So it can't be the pinnacle. They've only just got started. Yeah, I was looking back on on uh, on Stadium Stampede One as part of the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, which is, is incoming in, in a few minutes' time, and I thought. Well, they can't do any of this on Sunday. Phil, talk me through your experience, A, of that of that double or nothing that we watched together last year and how it basically saved yours and I's lockdown brains, but also what they do this time around. Yeah, I think last time was so special because it was at a time in lockdown where it was much needed. <laughs> a little bit of levity in the world and things. Well, we uh, and quite enjoyed so much... money in the bank just because we needed to, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's because it had that it kind of had a little bit of everything. It had the mix of the comedy spots. It had bloody hangman pose racing in and on a horse, and then it like it built to like big spots, like Matt Jackson jumping off the um, football goalposts, and mm. then the, the finish, the uh, massive one winged angel and stuff. Like it had a little bit of everything. But this can't have a little bit of everything. Like Nicholas says, you can't go into full comedy in this because it's not the story it doesn't fit at all with what they've presented in everything else especially coming off a pay-per-view like a show just named blood and guts specifically because of this one match was gonna be really bloody and really gutsy i guess <laughs> um, so it doesn't make any sense so I'd, i'm intrigued as to what they do with it this time around but it needs to be different it needs to stand out and i'm with nicholas where i think i don't think it was needed this early on in the feud like if you think about it this feud's really not been going a huge amount of time obviously the story there in the background has been going for a long time but the pinnacle versus the inner circle only really got built to blood and guts and then to this and yet there's so many different stories and things that intertwine amongst all of this that they probably should have just gone from blood and guts into a bunch of singles and tagged stories that went off in their own separate way and mm. then came back to culminate into this as like a big finish for the feud or something like that to like separate them all out, get yeah. a load of different matches out of it instead of just going right away in a circle versus the pinnacle. If the inner circle lose, then they have to break up because then if they lose and they have to break up, can you still go into the single one-on-one mm. -on -one feuds and it's still, cause you'd still have all the ties to the inner circle and will that make sense if they have to break up? So it's, I feel like they may have booked themselves into a corner with this one yet. Like they've always managed to pull these things out in the past. So you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's not like WWE at this point where they've done it so many times where you just mm. cannot see any way out of it. Like I think there is still a way out of it for AEW, but I'm just intrigued as to what exactly that is. I will say this. You just reminded me in the discussion we had earlier that there is an honorary member of the inner circle who's not, mentioned that is one mike tyson i suppose they could maybe protect the pinnacle slightly by having i don't know i feel bad picking on him because i think he's been great since he joined the pinnacle but like sean spears getting his lights taken out because mike tyson just happens to be passing the stadium i don't know would that work i'm, I'm desperately trying to find ways like you say to get to those singles matches or the the, the, the different permutations you can have without them being like well you're not called the inner circle anymore we're gonna keep feuding I don't know, they need something like that. And it, but it's especially like if it's going to be the main event as well, like they need something. And I just don't see how you finish this in a way that's sort of main event of a pay-per-view of this quality, like worthy, because the rest of the card is absolutely fantastic. So it needs to, needs to pull out something special. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Before we get to this week's hashtag bloody good quiz, uh, Nicholas, quiet Friday for you and I. Uh, more WWE firings and not to dismiss what's come before with all the the, the staff of WWE uh, who've lost their jobs, which again is awful news. We wish them uh, best of luck in, in whatever they do next. And again, just to reiterate, completely unnecessary by a company who are talking about forming a partnership with New Japan and record profits again and again and again but the tom phillips news particularly hit me hard last night i know you talked about the news this morning but just now you've had time to to take it in it does feel so unnecessary to lose someone of his talent it just doesn't like whatever your opinion of tom phillips i think you have to be able to say like the the man did his job really well i think like Hmm. yes you might not it, the, the thing I always go back to is commentator being there for the right moments, knowing when to be quiet specifically at the right moments and knowing how to direct the others in a way not too dissimilar, Adam Wilborn, to the way you handle the Dadleys on the podcast. <laughs> the Very similar to that, although I would say you maybe are a little bit louder than Tom Phillips. However, <laughs> the man was really good. I thought he was amazing. I thought he was like as close to the play-by-play as I mentioned on the news as, as Michael Cole. And whether you like Michael Cole or don't like Michael Cole, when it's coming to the real big moments in WWE history, while he's commentated, he's got them more, most of them right. All right, mm-hmm. everyone's going to start screaming about the Bianca Belair call. But like most of Michael Cole's big moments, you want him there because he, he hits you. He's like Martin Tyler in the football, Phil. I know you know about this. <laughs> when he shouts any big line when somebody wins a game, Aguero scores. That's a weird catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite hard for him to say as well at the time. He was under a lot of pressure. Um but just getting it right in the see, I wouldn't make a good play by play as we're clearly figuring out here. But <laughs> the way that he delivers everything, I thought it was great. And the fact that he was so versatile, he could work on every brand and never felt out of place. It just seems so weird to me. I know they're gonna get Jimmy Smith, and I think that's you know, again, good luck. You're gonna need it. <laughs> um, but 
they need a really good person to fit in that slot. And Tom Phillips is the really good person who would fit in that. I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. But then again, why would I try and apply logic to any of this? Yeah, Phil, I just, we're talking about this in the news this morning with Nicholas. I was like, I get it with Jimmy Smith. I think he's a very, very talented guy. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does on, on Raw next week. But considering the, the life expectancy of Raw commentators dwindling very quickly with Adnan Burke going after six weeks or whatever it was, it's a hell of a leap of faith, not only to put Jimmy Smith in there, which I'm not against, but also to be like, ah, we we don't need this backup shoot just in case it all goes wrong on Monday Night Raw. It's a surreal decision. Yeah, totally, absolutely bizarre when it came to like, like found out about it yesterday. I was just like confused because it's just you don't picture him on even on the chopping block at all in wwe for ages mm. um i've no idea about jimmy smith's work i've not, never seen him do anything else so um i'll be coming into him completely fresh uh and obviously wishing the best of luck with it but it's very much a cursed seat at this uh point <laughs> in time um but it's just the tom phillips thing so weird because he feels like he's been built and molded from the ground up as a wwe guy like not since probably Michael Cole has someone been so molded by the WWE brand into the fact that it kind of becomes his personality is that he is the WWE brand. Mm. And you'd think that's exactly what they're looking for from a commentator, but I guess not. Like them molding a guy into exactly what they want him to be isn't enough anymore. So <laughs> who knows what it is? <laughs> Good luck, Jimmy Smith. <laughs> Give us what we want. That's not what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one final thing to talk about, Phil, uh, just a small matter of WWE partnering with New Japan Pro Wrestling. What? Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. Until, until someone, like, until Roman Reigns turns up on a New Japan show, I will still not believe this is happening. Like, I was doing the news with Sidge today. And I, I had to force him to get to the fantasy matches that we all want to talk about. Because he was like, well, it's never going to happen, is it? And even yeah. if it does, <laughs> it's just WWE going, you can't play with the other children. You just have to stay here. It's a preventative measure, isn't it? Especially when you find out, Phil, that it, it started in, what was it, late March, early April? I wonder what else yeah, is going on around Funny that, there. isn't it, eh? <laughs> uh, all this talk of forbidden doors. We need our own forbidden door that we can put a massive lock on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there are so many fantasy matchups of it. It's like if you go into full fantasy mode, it's utterly fantastic trying to think of all the different possibilities. But then you jump into the reality world of what that would actually mean. And even if it did happen, like how much they'd actually let people do, like a WWE guy is going to be losing to New Japan guys anytime soon. I highly doubt it. Uh, and it, vice versa, to be fair. And, like, well, yeah, that's true. quite protective of their guys too. Unless you ended up just having a bunch of mid-carders going up against a bunch of mid-carders and they're like, yay, crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Me and events about to get real good. <laughs> I think it's just exciting. It was mainly me and Sage booking Tom- Tomohiro Ishii against people, if we're perfectly honest. I know you can have, obviously... <laughs> yeah, the, the, against the Miz! <laughs> oh, my God. Against Vince. I would like to see him against Vince. <laughs> Oh, Brock, man. God. Oh, oh Jesus. Could you oh, imagine? my God. Good Lord. Right. Well, that's me. That's me for the day. I'm, Christ, I've never, I've literally never, ever thought of that match. No. no. That's all I want in the world, ever. He'd come up to, like, his nipple or something. It'd be yeah. fantastic. And he'd still headbutt him somehow. Yeah. It'd be amazing. 
it's like you know talking about like Tanahashi and uh, I think uh, who else did, did you say? Oh, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and like Chad Gable. And I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't go Takagi against anyone over there yeah. at the minute. You've got to do. You've got to do Okada versus Cena, surely. I mean, that's like. Could you imagine if WWE got Kota Ibushi before AEW did? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Well, in fairness, they have technically already had Kota Ibushi before AEW. Yeah, this is true. There's history there. There is history. (laughs) But, yeah, I I was saying, uh, uh, who'd you like like Okada to face? And I'm thinking he's going to say, like, Sami Zayn. That'd be great. Cesaro. Cesaro, exactly. And he went, Brock. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, we're going that way, are we? All right, fair enough. But just in summary, Nicholas, odds of this happening? Oh, there's more chance of me singing the national anthem and watching Eurovision. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I said, let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. And if you want a full rundown, a full preview of AW Double or Nothing ahead of this weekend's show, which we'll be uh, live streaming our reactions to Adam Nicholas and Ben Return on Sunday night. That podcast with myself and Michael Sidgwick breaking it all down comes out tomorrow lunchtime. But enough of all that. It's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Barton Keys, who writes simply, love the podcast, lads. You are legends. Thank you, Barton, for that. If you want your name associated with a hashtag bloody good quiz, all you need to do is subscribe to What Culture Wrestling and leave us a review on iTunes. But you've probably guessed where I'm going with this week's quiz, lads. It is all about the history, I mean, previous two, two shows, of Double or Nothing. So... It's uh, it's a weird looking back on this film, particularly for you and I, is a weird look because it's like last year, empty stadium and us doing the live stream in the midst of oh, kind of feeling sad about the ongoing global master being here for the next year. And then the previous year, us being very, very lucky, obviously, to go to the show, finding out what three days before you sending a message going, lads, have you just got an email? Yeah, we found out on the Thursday was it? Oh no, we found out on the Tuesday and we flew out on the Wednesday Thursday. So absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a a, a great show, uh, topsy turvy show, let's say, over the past couple of years. But ten questions all about it. Usual rules apply, gents. Uh, multiple choice. Shout your name. Wait for me to come to you. And most importantly, this is just for fun. Slow yes, that is. down now. I've just I've learned from previous previous <laughs> mistakes. Right. Okay. Question number one. In 2019's Casino Battle Royal, what suit did Glacier enter as part of? Was it? Oh, God. Clubs, diamonds. Um, Is it bad that I'm sitting thinking, was he wearing a suit? (laughs) Why was he wearing a suit? Why was he wearing a suit? (laughs) It ruins the whole thing. He comes in like a little pinstripe number with his <laughs> with his mask on, though. That was a that casino battle royal. Obviously, it was won by uh, Hangman Page, but that was a real breakout moment for MJF. I thought it was just it was yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? It's just like oh, there's a guy in here with no legs. I guess I'll get the crap out of him then. <laughs> uh, so yes, was uh, was Glacier's suit clubs, diamonds, hearts, or spades? Bell. Why know. not uh, diamonds? 
it on, wasn't diamonds. That's a good guess, though. I see what you've done there. Well, I see where the brain's gone. I'm going to say spades, please. It's not spades. It was, in fact, hearts. Hearts. Oh, isn't that all nice? about love. That's why. Yep. Okay. Question <laughs> two. Uh, it's the first five questions are all about 2019, obviously. Uh, Britt Baker won the four-way women's match, but who did she pin? Was it Nyla Rose, Awesome Kong, or Kylie Ray? Nicholas Bollocks. Uh, was it? Maybe that's too obvious. No, I'm going to go with it. Was it Kylie Ray? It was Kylie yeah, it was Ray. Kylie Ray. Yeah. Uh, that was that was when they brought out Awesome Kong, wasn't it? I, was, I love mm. that moment. I mean, obviously, I've done a great deal with her since. But, oh yeah, because uh, when you were when you were at the actual show, I'm just thinking me and Murray were doing the live stream for it. It's all coming back to me now. Oh, <laughs> I think there we were it is. Getting a video call towards the end of that show. You did, if I, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think you are right. Uh, okay, question three, one 0 to Nicholas. Uh, what rating did Dave Meltzer give Cody versus Dustin? <sighs> Nicholas. Oh. I mean, he's got to have gone high on that. Why have I, why have I yeah. jumped in? You were going to give, it, know, you're right? going to give us the stars. <laughs> if I get this right. <laughs> well, I think he went, I seem to recall he went really high on it. I can't remember. I don't think he went five with it, though. So can I do like four and three quarter stars? You can. You would be wrong, but you can. <laughs> I'll have the but, options, please. Well, I, I, I wasn't going to be me answer. I was going to pick the. <laughs> <laughs> I was only asking if I could. The options are: you're in the ballpark. Uh, four and a quarter stars, four and a half stars, four and three quarter stars, or five stars. Phil Chambers. Oh, did he not give it five stars? I genuinely can't remember. the seed, haven't I? Uh-huh. You have, yes. And now I'm thinking. I was think- originally thinking five because why wouldn't you? It might be, you know, because it feels very Meltzer. That it it had everything Meltzer would want in a match, didn't it? I'll go. I'll go five. It was rated five stars by Dave Meltzer. Uh, Just a spectacular match. That I distinctly remember looking up on the screens from from where we were and going, "Oh, his face paint's coming off quite fast there." (laughs) Oh no, that's his blood. (laughs) Yeah. Face paint doesn't pour off your face. Also, oh, you've got more face paint now. How does that happen? We we'd moved at that point, Phil, to be to be with you because you were in the like press accreditation bit, and we'd sorted all that out basically. And I distinctly remember, I'm not sure if it was around that point or maybe later on in the night, that Chris Van Vliet introduced himself like we didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah. Hi guys, I'm Chris Van Vliet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we know who you are, Chris. We know you are, Chris. <laughs> we uh, tell right. the story of how of the seats in there. Oh yeah. Because originally I was sat on my own because we'd only actually managed to get one press seat. <laughs> well, we thought we were going to get more press seats and then we didn't. So then we got like you two got some other tickets elsewhere in the building and I was in the press zone bit. Uh, so we went in. I was like, OK, see you later. Like said our goodbyes at the, the beginning of the show. Where I was really sad that, well, torn because I get way better seats than you. But sad because mm-hmm. I don't get to sit next to Adam Wilborn at a live wrestling con- uh, event which is one of the biggest joys in life, let's face it. It is, it really <laughs> is, to be fair. It's right up there. Um, and so, like, after the first match, I was like, there's loads of empty seats here, and, like, just dropped them a message. And we're like, and there's no one checking the tickets at the door. So, basically, you just broke in and stole some press seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say, I'm trying, I wish I'd been there, not to watch Double or Nothing. I mean, that would have been nice. But seeing 
the look on Adam Cleary's face when you told him that you were going to be sitting in the special seats <laughs> and he was going to have to sit down with the peasants like the rest right of us. Right up in the bleachers as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That I can imagine that was. I bet you had quite a few conversations with the ball of it, like dastardly and muttly. Go, <laughs> I tell you what, it is Let's not go and though. sit with him. Let's leave him on his own. <laughs> Looking back at that footage that you've got of um, Ambrose coming out, as we we said this, didn't we? We noticed that you were stood right next to um, Alex McCarthy, of course, from Talk yeah. Sport. Who yeah, was not to say he was a nobody at that point, but he wasn't known as well in the mm-hmm. wrestling industry at that point, and he's just floating around in the background of that video. So there's a little. Brian Satton's in there somewhere as well, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. Sitting with all of them. <laughs> I just don't remember the, the end of that, because it was such a bonkers show, and we'll, we'll get into another thing that happened in a second. Um, <laughs> but I remember, because obviously Phil, the reason why he got the accreditation in particular, of course, is to go to the, the, the media scrum, whatever it's called, yeah. afterwards and get all the all the great interviews and stuff like that. And Phil was, me- <laughs> we were messaging each other going, oh, yeah, we'll meet you. And it was just me and Cleary were just like, yeah, cool. We're just outside. We're hanging out with Bill Apter randomly. I've got his mobile number. We'll try and chat to him or something tomorrow. It was the most surreal sort of, what, week or so, that that mad, mad old week. Uh, well, I was it, getting my Mark Henry barging me out of the way so we could go and interview Cody. <laughs> uh, speaking of John Moxley, question number four, uh, one each. Who did John Moxley attack first when he gate crashed the main event post match? Was it Kenny Omega? Or was it Chris Jericho? Who did he lay his hands on first? Nicholas. Nicholas. Oh man, I think, I think, Sugar. Jericho. It was yeah, Chris Jericho. Jericho. Kenny yeah. Omega, of course, still he was down. Standing selling... up, he had that great yeah. shot of him slowly turning around towards him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I just couldn't so, remember though if Moxie like booted Kenny out the uh, way to go there. after. Do you know what I mean? Just quickly like, shoved him out the ring or something. I did, did, did doing the research. So I just double checked it. <laughs> Jericho goes, "What the hell are you doing? Yeah, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's good, like." Uh, um, and then obviously, yeah, he, he uh, lays out Jericho. I think I even in the in the post in the review, I don't think I'd even really heard of the Judas effect. So I don't know what I called it. You know, I was, I was like, ah, oh, back elbow Judas bollocks or whatever it was. Um, and then yes, I distinctly remember saying the line to you, Phil. Well, it's I'm not technically wrong until he touches someone. And then, yeah, he kind of touched Chris Jericho and, and particularly touched uh, Kenny Omega, in particular throwing him off that stack of chips. Madness. Right next to us, that was. Mm-hmm. Texting. He's just, just coming to prove to you, Wilborn, that it wasn't a work. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. Just the next day, just going, yeah, thanks for the tweets, lads. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Got, the it. Message. Got, it. <laughs> got the message. Got the message. Yeah. I have used that video so many times since. Me so too. <laughs> Sorry, we were doing a quiz, weren't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, two, one, two, one to Nicholas. Final question about Double or Nothing 2019. Uh, how many views does our What Went Down of Double or Nothing 2019 have? Uh, mainly, of course, because it features me. And there's a bit of Chris Cyborg in there, I suppose. Uh, 310,000, 410,000, 510,000 or 610,000. Thousand views. Phil, why not? On, I, Phil. I don't actually know, but I know it got on the trending tab, and that's why it did, did so well. And that's when Chris Cyborg started tweet- tweeting you saying, "You're welcome for the views and stuff." <laughs> I don't know how high it went. I'm gonna go, and that's the question, isn't it? <laughs> Ooh, 
510. Is the correct yes, answer. Good. Half a million. Nailed it. <laughs> and not because Chris Seibold's in it. She's there for like 10 seconds. And I just said, all right, enough <laughs> of you. Back to this. Back to the real star of this show. That is so funny because you are so like trying to keep it together, but also very aware that you have to do the video. Mm-hmm. And just the way you <laughs> inadvertently look like you just ushered that out of it. Chris Seibold's floating Chris Seibold. around. Chris Seibold is here. But you've had to make it. You made a good call, though, because you weren't sure how much English she could actually speak. No. So it was like, yeah, this could get really awkward really quickly if I'm just trying to ask you super complicated questions and, and you I, can't answer. <laughs> and I know he, he won't mind me saying this, but we were, well, prior to filming, you feel you can back me up on this. I wasn't going to be doing the what went down. I was going to be filming it. And Adam Cleary was going to be doing it, but he lost his voice or was losing his voice throughout the show. And I'm slightly concerned that he wouldn't have recognised Chris Cyborg. Nope. No. Genuinely, a part of me really wishes he did it just to see what would have happened. It's like that bit where there's that bit. Have you seen the video on YouTube where there's a bloke walking down like New York, the street in New York, and he's talking about some science stuff, and uh, uh, George Lucas just walks yes, past him. Just walks past <laughs> yeah. <in> the <laughs> yeah. God, can you imagine her trying to take the belt off Cleary's arm and him not understanding like what like, is? What, don't be taking the belt and then she just knocks him out. <laughs> You didn't give me this. This guy over here did. It's his belt. This is mine. Get off, fan. I will. I will never. Trying to do a video here. I'll never forgive Cleary and Phil there for going. Yeah, you should tweet her back and offer her out just before we get on the plane to come back. And listen, all I'm going to suggest to you is that you never bring this up again because someone may or may not possess the footage of you during a What Culture Combat video. Calling out Chris Cyborg <laughs> in an outtake. <laughs> someone, someone might have that. I'm not suggesting that they do. They just might have it. So who knows? Uh, right. Let's quickly move on. <laughs> Quick. To <laughs> or nothing. 2020. Halfway through the quiz. It's two each. Uh, in 2020, Brian Cage was the surprise entrant in the casino ladder match, of course. But how much more does he weigh than Darby Allen, according to Wikipedia and their build weights? Okay. Is it 42 pounds, 62 pounds, 82 pounds, or 102 pounds? Oh, God. Nicholas, I, I don't know. 102 pounds. He does. It he has to weighs. be. It, it literally has to be. And that even doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. I was like, only 102 pounds yeah. more. Yeah. I think, uh, I think if I remember rightly, Darby Allen is billed at 117. Brian Cage is 272 pounds. Madness. It's like Darby Allen carrying my girlfriend around constantly. That's Brian Cage. <laughs> uh, right. Three, two. Next question. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Well, Cody Rhodes won the TNT Championship at Double or Nothing 2020, but who didn't he face? during the championship tournament. Was it Lance Archer? No, no one wanted to jump in there. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, who didn't he face? Lance Archer, Sean Spears, Sammy Guevara, or Darby Allen? Nicholas. I feel like it's Sammy, because I'm sure was the, the Derby rematch was part of it. Yeah, let's go with Sammy. It is Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Uh, he beat Sean Spears in the first round, Derby yeah. in the second round. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, Lance Archer in the final with a yawning Mike Tyson. Watch. Yawning Mike Tyson. 
How, how would you like that momentum, Lance? <laughs> <laughs> what a thrilling TNT championship match. I just can't go. Let's see what Mike Tyson thinks about it all. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Uh, I just seem to remember this match actually happening, Phil, because I went one, two, she's going to put a foot on the ropes. Oh, no, that's it. Igarashid is the new champion. Yes. Nyla Rose lost the women's world title to Higarashida at double or nothing 2020. But for how long did Nyla Rose hold that title for? Was it 61 days, 81 days, 101 days, or 121 days? Phil, why not? Is it 81 days? I think it is. Not 81. Oh, it's not. Oh, that's what I was going to go for. Yeah, Maybe I'll just I didn't think it was very well. The next question. <laughs> <laughs> What was the other well, 61 was the first one, but then what's the one after 81? 101 or 121. Oh, how short was it, Phil? Is the real question here, isn't yeah. it? It felt short, man. It did feel short. And even though I've said that, I'm going to go completely against my instinct and not go for the shorter one. And I'm going to go for 101. Was that the other one? Mm hmm. And it oh. is the correct answer. Oh, are you looking? You said that because I was about to just go, ah, screw it, I'll go to 61. Oh. 101 days. 101 demissions. <laughs> Get out. Get out of this room. I want to shake myself out of this room after that. That's disgraceful. Uh, question nine. I forgot about this from, from Double or Nothing 2020. Whose face was on Sean Spears' boxes? <laughs> Ah, oh, don't know. Was it Peyton Bloody Royce, Cody Bloody Rhodes, Bloody Tez, or Tolly Bloody Blanchard? Bell, Tolly Blanchard. It was Tolly Blanchard's little face. Apparently, he didn't what? know about that, did he? <laughs> 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 Although that ask that, for forgiveness, not permission. Apparently, yeah. is the... I don't know whether that was you know kayfabe or whatever but i distinctly remember that video he did bollocking sean spears being one of my favorite things of last year <laughs> it's a weird one that wasn't it it's was just like oh okay he's gonna face dustin Rhodes, and then it was like a three minute match where he got kegged and you're like okay <laughs> uh, right sure. final question <coughs> I was thinking about what what we could do for, for a stadium stampede question that wouldn't be immediately obvious so question 10 what colour flag did Chris Jericho throw to challenge Aubrey Edwards's count at Stadium Stampede? Was it red, yellow, blue, or green? Nicholas. Bell. Go on, Phil, you can have it. You can have it. Uh, I don't know now. <laughs> See, I had red in my head before you said it. So I'll go red, even though Nicholas is shaking his head at me. Because <laughs> what would you have said? I'm not going to say a word until you tell him yeah. that he's right or wrong. I can tell you that that referee, who I've completely forgotten the name of now, Bryce Remsburg, is it? Yes, that's that, him. Maybe? Uh, he threw a yellow flag due to over-excessive celebration by one of the young bucks and then received a super kick for his troubles. But Chris Jericho threw a red flag... There you go. Well done, Phil. I was going to say yellow flag. To be fair, I was thinking of the yellow. Uh, yeah, he threw a red flag to, to challenge the count after one <laughs> of the young books kicked out from a flipping... I think it was a baseball bat shot to the head at one point. 
but everything went out the bloody window. I mean, there was horses and bar fights and all that bollocks. I was half expecting all... that question to be how many suplexes did it take to get all the way down the football field? Uh... I was going to ask that. And A, I thought, I'm on a tight schedule here today. And B, <laughs> I barely sit and they cut away, didn't they? And then went, oh, just going yeah, to back. True. Let's Good. go back. I tell you what, man, everything hitting that, the more you mention it there, everything hit. Yeah, it so is worth if you've got time before this weekend going back and watching that because the bit I'd forgotten, I mean, it was there's issues with it, but where Harley's being held under the water and he's doing, he's yeah. going through the, the characters yeah. and doing the gesticulations of each character whilst on <laughs> is very, very impressive. Uh, but I, I think the star of the show is Sammy Guevara, who just has... That's quite the day and had had quite the day in the build to it, if I'm not mistaken. That cell of him getting hit by a golf cart and then yeah, yeah. in the match, he's like, wakes up from a sprinkler attack after being, like you say, suplexed around the field. And he's like, I've won. And then you're uh, and he's like, oh, no. Uh-oh. I don't know, man. I think for me, it was Hangman Page. Everything I was he did, say that as well. Everything he did in that match was just amazing. They got that, in the some bar of the best, was fantastic. Yeah, some of the best comedy I've ever seen in wrestling. That like, well done to the mm. point where it just worked so so well. That bar stuff, amazing. Him coming in on a goddamn horse. I mean, <laughs> yep. Sign me up. More of that, please. Yes, it is. Oh, if it's gonna, it's a hell of an act. They're gonna have to follow this Sunday. That's all I'll say yep. for now. Uh, so final scores. Uh, as, after I took a point off Nicholas for his 101 claymation, means it's a draw. <laughs> um, hey, as we like it, it's always for fun. So take the point, we'll have a draw. Um, but yeah, loads of great quizzes up at whatculture.com and well worth going back to watch Stadium Stampede ahead of Double or Nothing this weekend, which, as I mentioned, uh, we are going to be doing a live stream for on Sunday night. Adam Nicholas, Ben Roy Turner taking care of you that. And we will be reviewing the show, myself and the Dadley Boys, it's just going to take a few days because it's a bank holiday on Monday and yeah, that's not happening. So that's why we recorded the Raw preview yesterday. Good luck with that one, ladies and gentlemen. Not that anything's going to bloody change in the interim. So yeah, no chance. Uh, this has been WrestleCulture, the double or nothing preview. Let us know uh, how you got on on the quiz and your thoughts ahead of the pay-per-view. As I said earlier, at WhatCulture WWE. Or so you can follow all three of us. You can follow Phil Chambers at at fill my chambers and you can follow adam nicholas at at it's adam nicholas and you can follow adam wilborn at adam wilborn follow us all at what culture wwe as i said make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling uh, wherever you get your podcast from the daily wrestling podcast including as i said a full in-depth preview of aew double or nothing 2021 with myself and michael sidgwick out tomorrow but this has been wrestle culture my thanks to phil chambers to adam nicholas to you for joining us and we We'll see you soon. Wrestling. Wrestling.